pray about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for listening today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God in the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. This is a record of the ancestors of Jesus the Messiah, a descendant of David and of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac. Isaac was the father of Jacob. Jacob was the father of Judah and his brothers. Judah was the father of Perez and Zerah, whose mother was Tamar. Perez was the father of Hezron. Hezron was the father of Ram. Ram was the father of Amminadab. Amminadab was the father of Nashon. Nashon was the father of Salmon. Salmon was the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Boaz was the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. Obed was the father of Jesse. Jesse was the father of King David. David was the father of Solomon, whose mother was Bathsheba, the widow of Uriah. Solomon was the father of Rehoboam. Rehoboam was the father of Abijah. Abijah was the father of Asa. Asa was the father of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat was the father of Jehoram. Jehoram was the father of Uzziah. Uzziah was the father of Jotham. Jotham was the father of Ahaz. Ahaz was the father of Hezekiah. Hezekiah was the father of Manasseh. Manasseh was the father of Ammon. Ammon was the father of Josiah. Josiah was the father of Jehoiakim and his brothers born at the time of the exile to Babylon. After the Babylonian exile, Jehoiakim was the father of Shealtiel, and Shealtiel was the father of Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel was the father of Abiad. Abiad was the father of Eliakim. Eliakim was the father of Azor. Azor was the father of Zadok. Zadok was the father of Akim. Akim was the father of Eliad. Eliad was the father of Eleazar. Eleazar was the father of Mathan. Mathan was the father of Jacob. Jacob was the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary. Mary gave birth to Jesus, who is called the Messiah. All of those listed include 14 generations from Abraham to David, 14 from David to the Babylonian exile, and 14 from the Babylonian exile to the Messiah. Verses 1 through 17, Matthew chapter 1. Father, thank you once again for the wonderful and the powerful and the glorious and glory-filled accounts of the story, uh, the accounts of Christmas found in Matthew chapters 1 and 2 and Luke chapters 1 and 2. And thank you, Lord, for the beauty, the grace, the strength, the wisdom, the power found in these wonderful narratives that tell us about the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And thank you, Lord, for every single life that is listed in the genealogies of the Lord Jesus Christ a life which touched and affect the lives of children and grandchildren and maybe sometimes grandchildren. But thank you, Lord, for how that each life made a difference. Father, anoint us all afresh with the Spirit of grace. Set us on fire of your Holy Spirit in such a way that we would be stirred to want to make the absolute greatest impact for your kingdom and for your glory that we possibly can, the greatest imprint and impact on our generation and beyond that you would have us to make. Thank you for that opportunity. We place ourselves afresh in your hands. 
with the goal of doing just that for your glory. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our producer is Mark Ost. Mark is going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Thank you, Lord God, for this opportunity to serve you. And God, I pray that uh, your, your purposes would be served by this broadcast. I thank you for Joseph, uh, for the anointing you've placed on his life, for the words that you have given him and the platform that you have given him to share your word, share your love, share your truth. And God, I thank you for our guest today as well. Uh, I know that she is an anointed woman of God, and I pray that you would uh, speak through her today as well. God, thank you again for the, the blessing, the honor, the privilege that you have given us to serve you this way. And I just pray that many hearts would be touched um, by this broadcast and, and the others that are coming from this, uh, this platform you've given us. Lord God, we just want to glorify you. We pray your purposes would be served in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Mark. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. We are very honored to have as our phone guest today, Sherry Schumann. She's the president of the Christian Grandparenting Network. Sherry, how are you today? I am great, Pastor Parker and Mark. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Well, an honor to have you to come on. And uh, I'm going to ask if you'll jump right in and... uh, Further introduce yourself and then tell our listeners about the work and the mission of the Christian Grandparenting Network as you introduce this ministry to us all. I sure will. Thank you. As you said, my name is Sherry Schumann, and I'm the president of Christian Grandparenting Network. Our ministry began with our founder, Kevin Harper, 30 years ago. God gave Kevin a vision of the fact that as grandparents in this season of our life, whether we're biological or surrogate grandparents, we are not called to retire. We are called to share our faith in Christ Jesus to all the generations coming after us, which is why I love that you started with the reading of the genealogy, because discipleship, God calls for us to disciple through the generations. Unfortunately, in this culture, we are told, go retire. You've done your work. You're done. But that's a lie. That's one of the enemy's lies. And so our our ministry is committed to equipping, empowering, and encouraging grandparents to do what Psalm 78 or Deuteronomy 4.9 says, that we're not to forget the hand of God in our lives, but we are to share our faith, the wonders that he has done to the generations coming after us. And our, our ministry believes that in order to do that, grandparents have got to be intentional about prayer. Prayer is foundational to sharing our faith to the next generation. When I speak with churches, I often share that if we think about a farmer, a farmer may do all of the right steps he makes 
um, till the soil. He may plant the seed. He may tend that seed, water the ground, pull all the weeds. But um, it is only the Lord who brings forth a plant from a seed, a plant that will grow up through the ground and bear fruit. It is the same way for us grandparents. We may do all the right steps. We may share the gospel message. We may take our grandchildren to church. We may share our faith stories. We may speak over them. But it is only the Holy Spirit that changes hearts. Mm, And therefore, the first thing we have to do as grandparents, as we accept this call on our lives to share our faith, is we have got to get on our knees. Mm, Amen. Amen. Well, Sherry, I'm going to ask if would you take a moment now specifically to pray for our listeners to really have ears to hear all the Lord would share through to them today. And obviously there are those persons that are grandfathers or grandmothers that are listening. But then many of the things you share will obviously will minister to grandparents, but many others as well. Many of them will minister wisdom and grace to parents, but to other people who have the opportunity to touch the lives of children or youth and youth in important ways. So would you pray for all our listeners to receive everything the Lord wants to share with them through the broadcast today? I would love to. Thank you. So, Lord Jesus, we just praise you. We praise you for this time just to spend time with you and to spend time with one another. Lord, I ask a special anointing upon everybody who hears this broadcast that you would till the soil in their hearts, that the seed that would be planted today, that the thought of sharing our faith with the next generation, Lord, that you would just um, raise up tremendous fruit out of today's broadcast. Lord, we ask that you would touch the hearts of those grandparents, that as they hear this message, they begin to think of all of their grandchildren, that they begin to name them by name, that they would come before you with their hearts full, Lord, that they would lay their needs, the needs of their grandchildren at the foot of the cross. Father God, we pray for those parents that are hearing this message, that they would understand that our youth today are under attack. And Lord, that we need to be working together, all of the generations, to share faith in Christ to our young people. Lord, we pray that you would turn the hearts of these young parents to their parents, that there would be open communication and dialogue about how to best share the gospel message with the children in our lives. And Father God, we pray for the precious um, seniors in our churches, some of which don't have grandparents, Lord, but that you would open their hearts and their eyes to see out in the congregations, and maybe there is a child that you are raising up for them to be a surrogate grandparent too. So, Lord, I ask that 
as we share this message today, as, as we pray that you would just guide me in the words that I would say, that you would guide Pastor Parker and Mark, Lord Jesus, that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit, all of us, and that you would be glorified, Lord, and that the gospel message, the good news of Jesus Christ, would be raised within our families and our young people this day. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Thank you, Sherry. Sherry, if someone wants to learn more about the Christian Grandparenting Network or wants or would like to get in touch with you or anyone on your staff, how can they do that? Sure. They can. Our website is www.christiangrandparenting.com. If they want to email me directly, they can simply email S. Schumann. And I'll spell that out. It's S-S-C-H-U-M-A-N-N at Christian Grand Parenting. Don't forget that I-N-G dot com. Again, that's S-Schumann, S-C-H-U-M-A-N-N at Christian Grand Parenting dot com. All right. Okay. Thank you, Sherry. Sherry, as we begin... Uh, as you share more about the mission and the work of the Christian Grandparenting Network, can you start off, maybe share a story or an illustration that helps us realize or helps our listeners to better understand why the ministry of grand Christian grandparents and how their lives touch and affect the lives of grandchildren is so vital, vitally important in our culture today. Sure. I, you know, I, I think the Cheer, story I would We're like... coming up on a break right here. I, I, Asked you to do that at such an inconvenient time. We're going to pick up right there on the other side. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our phone guest today is Sherry Schumann, the president of Christian Grandparenting Network. We'll be right back.
Stephen Curtis Chapman with the music of Christmas. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guest today is Sherry Schumann. She's the president of the Christian Grandparenting Network. And we have the honor and privilege of having her come on and share about the great work and mission of this ministry. So, Sherry, if you'll uh, uh, pick up where we left off right there on before I so rudely <laughs> interrupted you there, please go ahead. No problem. You asked me to share a story, Mm -hmm. and I would like to share a personal story. But Mm -hmm. before I do that, I just want to say to everyone that is listening that we are aware that all of us have different circumstances. While we are called to share our faith in Christ Jesus to the next generation, it looks different for all of us. For example, some of us may be raising our grandchildren. Some of us may have grandchildren that live 3,000 miles away. Some of us have grandchildren that are in church every Sunday, every Wednesday. Some of us have grandchildren that are unchurched. In my family alone, I have grandchildren that I watch because they are local I have grandchildren living on the other side of the United States. I have grandchildren that are in church every Sunday. I have grandchildren that are unchurched. So I want the listening audience to understand that whenever I speak with groups or do a radio broadcast, I am always in my heart praying that the Holy Spirit will illuminate whatever the Holy Spirit wants them to hear. So I'd I'd like to share with you a, a personal story. I was not raised in a Christian home at all. When I was 13 years old, I went to a Billy Graham movie, gave my life to Christ, went home, said to my parents, I have given my life to Jesus, at which point my dad said, Don't bring religion into our home, period. To my dad's credit, however, he believed me. And he said, I'll tell you what, your mom and I will take you to a church, drop you off, pick you up on Sunday mornings, whatever church you want to go to, or you can go to church with your neighbors. Now, I do have to jump ahead and let you know that both of my parents knew the Lord when they went home to be with him. But anyway, I was 13 years old, gave my life to Christ. When I was 14, I had major surgery. 
I was in the hospital for three weeks. During that time, my mom would visit me in between working. She was um, an office manager for an ophthalmologist. One day in the office, one of the patients asked her where her smile was. My mom explained about my surgery. My surgery was successful. I went home, had my freshman year of high school. Um, The following summer, that same patient came into my mom's office, and he said, Ruthie, he said, how is your daughter doing? My mom didn't remember the conversation, and she said, my daughter? And he said, yes, you know, your daughter the one who had surgery last summer, I have been praying for her every day for a solid year. That night when my mom came home from work and told me that a complete stranger had been praying for me, it was overwhelming. In fact, my mom and I both sat at the kitchen table and we cried. That night, I went up to my room, and I knelt down. I I didn't have fancy words like intercessory prayer or prayer warrior. I simply cried out to Jesus. And, and I said, Lord, make me like him. Make me pray for people every day people that I know that I don't know. Let me pray for people for a year or more. Here's the interesting part of that story. And what I did not say to my mom and what that man did not know is that year had been very, very difficult. My parents' marriage was really on the brink of divorce. That man was praying for much more than my surgery. That man was praying for my heart. He was praying that God guard my heart. You know, our families, the enemy is attacking our families. God set up families as a vehicle for sharing the gospel message. And and the enemy is going after our children. Make no mistake, the the battle has been won. The victory has been won by Christ. It was won on the cross. It was won through the empty tomb. But the enemy is trying to convince our children that it's not true. Mm -hmm. So we have got to become intentional, not only about sharing our faith, but providing a safe place for our grandchildren. We have got to, as I said at the beginning of this broadcast, Uh, we have got to start by getting on our knees. Sherry, um, before you go further, would you take a moment specifically to pray for every listener to like, like as the Lord put on your heart, to have a desire to be the kind of prayer warrior at least the kind of prayer where that individual was as well, because the fact is, for every believer in all the world, one of the most powerful tools in life that we have is the tool of prayer to set on fire our lives and the life around us 
on fire of the Holy Spirit. Would you pray for the Lord to anoint the prayer lives of every listener listening to the broadcast mm. at this time? I would love to. Lord Jesus, we come before you, and we just ask for a fresh outpouring of your Holy Spirit, that you would touch the hearts of everyone hearing this broadcast. Lord, as I pray, you you bring to mind those four stretcher bearers who were so desperate to lay the paralytic at the feet of Jesus that they actually climbed the stairs and got on the roof. Lord, I ask that you would anoint our prayer life. You would awaken our hearts in a way that we would become the stretcher bearers for our grandchildren, whether they're our DNA grandchildren or they are the grandchildren that you have simply placed in our hearts. Lord, I ask that we would be able to move beyond um, feeling as though we may not be strong prayer warriors, Lord, that we would just trust in your Holy Spirit to, to, to pray on our behalf. Lord, you, you promise that in our weakness that the Holy Spirit is always interceding for us. So, Father God, just touch all of these precious listeners. Just open their hearts. Give them a prayer language, a prayer life that is so strong, so powerful, that they are doing battle in prayer for the precious youth in their lives. We thank you, Jesus. We pray for revival. In your precious name we pray. Amen. 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 And and so, uh, Sherry, in so in your life, again, that intercessor had a profound effect on you and actually your whole family because they were interceding for you uh, as a believer. Is that right? Exactly. In fact, I always tell people, you know, many of us have a list of questions that we want to ask Jesus when we get there. And I really only have one question. And it is, where is the man that I love as my praying grandfather? Because I want to meet him. I Mm. want to say thank you. Your prayers profoundly changed not only my life, but the life of my parents, the life of my children, the life of my grandchildren for generations to follow. Mm. Praise God. Praise God. Well, uh, as it relates to the mission behind the Christian Grandparenting Network, what are some things you'd like to say to listeners, maybe in particular who are grandparents, but then maybe people who might be sort of you might what you might call adoptive grandparents who may need to be looking at sort of adopting other children who need the influence of a Christian older adult in their lives? What are some words of encouragement and direction you'd like to give those listeners? I think, first of all, is um, to realize, which I said earlier, is that it's not time to retire. As my dear friend Kevin Harper says, it's time to refire. The mm-hmm. Holy Spirit is calling us to get involved. So many of us say in a church, say, well, I've done my time. I'm done now. But that 
is not the gospel message. The gospel message is that our churches need us to get involved. They need us to keep teaching Sunday school. They need us to share our stories. Mm -hmm. I think there's, um, as we think about sharing our faith, there are a couple of things we need to consider. We certainly have talked about prayer being foundational. We also need to look for opportunities to share the gospel message. The holidays are a perfect time where we share the Christmas story. Um, for, for grandparents of young children, you may want to get some inexperienced nativity scenes. Um, let your grandchildren learn the story. Let them tell the story. For mm -hmm. older children, you can watch a movie. You can look and say, where do we see Christ? What message? For example, the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe, where who is Aslan? Well, he is symbolic of the Lord Jesus Christ. We've got to become intentional about sharing not only the gospel message. We also need to become intentional about sharing our faith stories. In other words, where have we seen Christ in our lives? Where have we seen answered prayers? whether the answers are yes to what, you know, God says yes sometimes, sometimes he says no, sometimes he says wait. When he says wait, we pray more. Uh, so often, so often we only talk about the yeses, and I really believe that our children need to hear about the times that God says no to our prayer. And that is a perfect time for us to teach that God is sovereign and that he's good. So maybe God said no to our prayers that he would heal Aunt Mary. Sister Cher, we're coming cancer. up on a break one more time, and we're going to sure. pick up right there on the other side. Our phone guest today is Sherry Schumann. She's the president of the Christian Grandparenting Network. We'll be right back. A son is given 
music of BB and CC Winans with For Unto Us a Child is Born. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Father, thank you, Lord, for the church. Thank you for the body of Christ all over the world. And thank you for the opportunity we have of being able to be a part of the great work of going out and making disciples as you've called us to through the Great Commission. Father, anoint us afresh with the spirit of wisdom and grace to be faithfully carrying this out passionately according to your perfect will. And help us to be wise enough as the church to really, in particular, to really take it upon ourselves to utilize the unique ministries within the church, including the ministry of grandparents and grandparenting. Help individual churches and the church as a whole to recognize this great area of ministry and this ministry tool and help us to really help to mobilize these precious individuals that we call grandparents to be faithful and passionately about the work of discipling their grandchildren and others as you call them to do that. Thank you for that opportunity. Set us afresh on fire with your Holy Spirit that would stir us to be the discipling individuals you've called us to be. We thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Our phone guest today is Sherry Schumann. She's the president of the Christian Grandparenting Network. And Sherry, I'm going to ask if you'll comment on just this point, though, but a couple of articles that we've shared on the broadcast here on the Hour of Intercession include one entitled, Celebrate a Biblical Christmas, and the other one is entitled, A Grandparent's Christmas Discipleship Project, but both of them involved encouraging families to take time to read through all the Christmas narratives throughout the Christmas season a number of times, which, of course, that's Matthew 1 and 2 and Luke 1 and 2. The Grandparents' Christmas Project has to do with grandparents coming up with creative ways to get their grandchildren either by phone or in person to read through the Christmas narratives with them or portions of the Christmas narrative. One of the reasons being is because it is so productive for a child to read God's Word consistently. And that's a truth the church, I think we need to grow an understanding of how important that is, reading the Word and thus helping our grandchildren to read so that they can plant God's powerful word in their heart. So if you're wanting to get a copy of either one of those articles, again, the first one, Celebrate a Biblical Christmas, or the second one, A Grandparent's Christmas Discipleship Project, simply email me, joseph at afr.net, and we'll be glad to get both the articles to you. Again, joseph at afr.net. But Cher, would you share your thoughts upon why it's such a wise thing for grandparents to get involved with helping their grandchildren to consistently read the Word of God. I would love to. I would venture to say that our youth are biblically illiterate right now, and I think that's one area that grandparents can step into, not only reading the Bible with them. And by the way, Pastor Parker, I just want to commend, I, I love the Grandparents' Christmas Discipleship Project. In fact, we were glad to post it in, in our ministry because I think it's a fabulous idea for getting grandparents and grandchildren to read the Christmas story. The only way not to be illiterate is to read. And I think not only do our grandchildren need to read the Word of God because it is the flawless Word of God. It's His love letter to us. It contains the truths that offset the lies that the world is telling our grandchildren. But I also think we need to help them even learn to 
Search the Bible. Our ministry holds grand camps around the the country, and at the South Carolina grand camp this past summer, they actually helped the grandparents teach the grandchildren how to look up verses of Scripture, and the kids were delighted. Um, So I think the work that you are doing as far as raising an awareness with grandparents reading the Bible with their grandchildren, I think it's phenomenal, and I just want to thank you for that. All right. Well, we appreciate getting a chance to share it. And uh, I want to ask if you'll share with our listeners um, uh, some about you. Have, you've authored at least three books. One is entitled The Christmas Bracelet. I believe you said that one is fiction, but the other two are nonfiction. The Grand Expedition, A Practical Guide to Praying for Your Grandchildren, and Prayers That Stir the Hearts of Grandparents. I believe, I hope I got those titles correct, but uh, if not, correct the titles and tell our listeners briefly about each book, if you would, please. You did. Thank you. So the first one is The Grand Expedition, A Practical Guide to Praying for Your Grandchildren. It is basically a study of Luke's writings, his gospel, and the book of Acts, where we dig into what Luke has to say about prayer. And I call it an expedition because we actually go in and, as an eyewitness account, look at the various stories in the Gospel of Luke and in the Book of Acts that point us to prayer. Every chapter is full of miracle stories where grandparents have see God's goodness in answering their prayers. The other book is Prayers That Stir the Hearts of Grandparents, and it is actually a book of prayers. Um, One thing our ministry really stands on is the Word of God, and we believe in praying Scripture. So this book is full of prayers, but it's also a prayer journal. So there would be a prayer on the left side, and on the right side is space for grandparents to write their own prayers. One of the most wonderful ways to leave a legacy of faith is to begin writing prayers, recording prayers that we can leave for our grandchildren, that even after we've gone to be with the Lord, our grandchildren have a written copy of the prayers that we've prayed. And you know, prayers never die. And um, and they can read those and realize, one, that how much we loved them, but how much the Lord loves them, and how the Lord is still answering our prayers for them, even when they are adults. Mm-hmm. That's neat. That is neat. And so, and of course, the last book, The uh, Christmas Bracelet, what, tell us about that. Sure. The Christmas bracelet is the first thing I ever wrote. It was a learning curve for me, Um, truly a walk in obedience, because I felt like the Lord was sharing me, asking me to write it. But it is the story of a a woman who, um, she loses her husband. She's a widow, and she does not want to celebrate Christmas without her beloved husband. And so what she does, grief-stricken, she withdraws from her 
Christmas traditions until her neighbor, seven-year-old Abigail, convinces her to bring out her Christmas decorations. There in the decorations are, she discovers the Christmas bracelet that her husband had given her and all of his love letters. John, her husband, was a believer, but Catherine was not. And the discovery of these letters in this bracelet really prepare Catherine's heart to receive a Christmas miracle on Christmas Eve. So it's a fun novel. It's one you wrap up in a, a blanket, you get a warm cup of tea, and you just enjoy reading sometime during the holidays. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, if someone wants to get one or maybe all three of your books, tell them how they could do that. They can either email me, and I will I will sign copies for them and mail them. They can email me again at schumann at christiangrandparenting.com. They're always available on Amazon, or if they want to visit our website, christiangrandparenting.com. They, um, they're in our store. And I just, Pastor Parker, if I can just share with you, if people want to look on our website, we give away a ton of free resources like scripture cards that help you pray the Word of God. Please, we, we just invite people to look at our website and, and please support themselves to all the resources that are there. Okay. Okay, then. Well, we appreciate that very much. So, And thank you so much again, Cher, for being with us and sharing about the great work of the Christian Grandparenting Network. And let me say this to every single listener, especially to the grandparents. Keep in mind that all of us in our humanness have a certain sphere of influence by the grace of God. Every single human being in the world has a sphere of influence. But keep in mind, for those that are grandparents— Many times you will find that your grandchildren see you in a special light. They recognize you're the one that raised their dad or their mom, and you will always hold a very special place in their lives. So we encourage you, be good stewards of the manifold grace of God that God entrusts to you, especially as a grandparent. Father, thank you for the gift and the privilege of being grandparents, and thank you for the unique calling and work you've called grandparents to. Father, anoint us all afresh with the spirit of wisdom, grace, and strength, and encouragement. Help us to discern the opportunities we have as grandparents to impact our children for today and for the kingdom of God, and help us to make the most of every opportunity that we have, and help us to make opportunities to impact them, to talk to them by phone, in person, to encourage them, to minister to them. Lord, thank you for these opportunities. We thank and praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Share, would you share one more time uh, uh, how people can contact you uh, or get sure. in touch with you? Just email me at S. Schumann, and I'm going to spell that S S C H U M A N N at ChristianGrandparenting.com. And if that doesn't work, if you struggle, just email us at info, I-N-F-O, at christiangrandparenting.com. All right. All right. Sherry, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much. I just want to wish you a Merry Christmas and a blessed New Year. Thank you again.
Amen. Thank you so much. And as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you are listening today and you've never made the eternally important decision of inviting Jesus Christ to come into your heart to be the Lord and Savior of your life, today is a great day to be saved. If you'd like to make that eternally important decision, would you, from your heart, simply pray this prayer with me and commit your heart and your whole life to the Lord. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. In your word, you told us, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, right now, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me, fill me with your spirit. Help me to live for you my whole life. In Jesus' name, Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we're very much wanting to connect with you and be in touch with you. Once again, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. Please get in touch with us. We'd like to share with you some literature and resources that will help you to begin to grow up and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Please do get in touch again. Once again, that email, joseph at afr.net. Same email if you're wanting to get copies of either the articles we mentioned, Celebrate a Biblical Christmas, or a Grandparents Christmas Discipleship Project. Again, joseph at afr.net. Sherry Schumann, thank you so much again for being with us, and keep up the great work as you lead the Christian Grandparenting Network, okay? Thank you, and God bless you. Thank you again. Thank you, and please pray much for Sherry and her staff with the Christian Grandparenting Network. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.